0: You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Larkin. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC lingerie fighting championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today is photographer, an amazing one at that, Mr. Don Cross. Don, it's a pleasure and a privilege. How are you? It is my pleasure to be here, Mike. I am doing
1: well. i oh. so we've got our... To- technical issues
0: out of the way hey, it happens Don before we started, <laughs> guys, we had a little technical difficulties but we're here and now the main thing is that the time it's the present and man you've done a lot of great work here and one of the great things about this podcast is we have a lot of amazing fighters in LFC londre fighting championships and you have had the pleasure of being a photographer and really photographing and showing the beautiful imagery of Bella Madison who is one of the main integral parts of LFC and Gia Love who is one of the LFC prospects let's start it off hot man Because because speaking of hotness as far as the women go in the photography, talk about Bella Madison first and foremost because Bella has just had her second fight. She is one and one in the LFC auspices so I got to ask you, talk about Bella Madison first, the rebel princess, if you will, and how you came into fruition and started doing some photography with her. My pleasure.
1: Uh, like with most of the people I have worked with, she reached out to me. I, I haven't reached out to a model in a number of years. Uh, They see my things online. They have other friends that I have worked with and um, will shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram or, uh, and say that they really like what I do and would I be interested in working with them? And you've seen Bella, so, you know, the answer to that is yes. Uh, She, uh, so we started putting some plans together. Um, I am a great believer in plans. You you need to figure out what you're gonna do uh, and then execute that. Uh, I have been, I closed my studio some years ago. And so I work with models who have a space available. She had a space available in Orlando. So I took my gear over there and we set up and and spent a pleasant, although busy afternoon together uh, making photos
0: got to say, first and foremost, for those who have not seen these photos, we got a little schoolgirl type action. We have so many different facets of what a lot of guys from the imagery standpoint, from role play, whether it be schoolgirl, what have you. It really exemplifies that sex appeal. And I think we've seen that not just in LFC auspices and in combat sports with women, but of all forms of pop culture, whether it be movies, TV, what have you. It really encompasses one eye. So I got to say, not just amazing photos of Bella Madison, but God dang, man, it really showcases the appeal. That's really what it's all about in the end of the day, right? That's always what I'm hoping I can make happen.
1: Uh, just as you said, going into this, it's kind of about telling my story. When I get the camera in my hand, it's about telling theirs. Uh, you know, I, photographers have a, lot, have a lot of different styles. Uh, I tend to shoot a uh, style with a lot of open lighting, so it gives the model a lot of freedom to do what she wants to do uh, and help make things happen. Uh, I generally tell models, I I will give you direction if you need it, Uh, but in the main, it's about you and you need to help make it happen. Um, She didn't need a lot. (laughs) She's uh, a very outgoing lady and she knows how to use what she has to best advantage
0: it's the same thing with Gia Love, because we got to talk about Gia Love, because she's a firecracker in her own right. One of, the more, one of the more very outspoken, very blunt ladies that we've seen come across LFC, one of the future prospects at a future LFC laundry Fighting Championship event. So I got to say to you, as far as the Gia Love side of things, because you can also encompass, encompass and capture your her beauty, Gia Love, another one, a native of the Florida scene. So I wanted to ask you, the Gia Love side of things, what was it like working with Gia? And we'll go to more models here, but on the LFC side of things, man, Gia Love, the queen as all women are queens, talk about GLO. The, uh, the same thing, although
1: she, we had originally made contact back when she was doing more cosplay stuff and hitting the conventions for that. And again, saw my stuff online, work I had done with other people in that vein and hit me up about possibly working together. But, you know, it just never came together for years. Every once in a while, we passed the messages. Uh, But either the timing was wrong or whatever, but it just never happened. And uh, she got back from a tour Mm -hmm. and said, is the time now? And I said, it is if you've got a place. Um, That turned out to be something of a story (laughs) in itself. Um, She did have a place. We got over there. What she wanted to do was kind of my characteristic work on on seamless paper backdrops, and that takes a lot of room. And uh, so we wound up setting up in a space that was not air-conditioned. And it was August and Florida, and uh, it was gross. (laughs) Well worth it nonetheless. we were uh, we, we were both carrying towels around with us the whole wiping off the uh, excess moisture
0: hey i mean sometimes it comes with the with the with the territory and the working conditions but the main thing is you, <laughs> you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do
1: that's a fact that's a fact we had hoped to do a little bit more but we were both decided by the time we'd finished the third set we were done so
0: <laughs> well all i gotta say donna what i love about you too my friend is not only do you do lfc work but you've done worked with a lot of adult entertainers on the adult side of things whether it be modeling or fetish modeling what have you like misty meaner and whitney morgan really stand out and we'll get to more here but god dang man let's talk about first misty because misty's done her thing whether it be the modeling side of things and in the adult world industry and what i always find that's so funny is people always have that mindset they kind of poo-poo if you will we'll use that term nicely They're the poo-poo on the adult world Side of things because you know it's uh, what have you. I think a lot of people need to be more open minded, like myself and yourself, Mr. Don Cross. But god dang, man, we see people of that facet of life, those endeavors. I want to talk about working on the adult side of things. Misdemeanor is another beautiful woman in her own right, she's the Mina, ain't no in betweena. Let's talk about misdemeanor, Mr. Don Cross. Uh, yeah, that was that was weird. I
1: get, uh, I probably get, oh. I, I get four or five inquiries from people. Some people I've worked with in the past who we haven't worked together for a while. And of course, a lot of new people who um, said, "Yeah, I've seen your stuff. I love it. I'd really like to work with you. Um, she was at that time in Oregon. And uh, so no, that <laughs> wasn't going to work out. Uh, but she said, well, I'm moving to Florida. So when I get there, you know, I get in touch and we'll work something out. Um, frankly that's a song I've heard before and usually nothing happens um, but she did move to Florida and she did get in touch with me but at that time she was living in a trailer so not a lot of possibility of getting something together right. and uh, said so, well she, they had plans for a place they were going to move into and as soon as she got there she would let me know and again I, I kind of wrote it off as yeah sure Uh, what she did, they moved into a a place in Zephyr Hills um, kind of out in the country and it had a big two-car garage they put some AC into and were using for shooting space for their business. And uh, so I packed up and went over there. We did a a shoot that was very successful. Then she decided she wanted to do a calendar. Well, again, that's a request I've had many times. I'd really like to do a calendar. They really don't understand how much effort that actually is. I mean, it's a lot. You're gonna try to come up with 12 different concepts at least, um, and then execute those. And, uh, but Misty is Misty. If Misty says she's gonna do something, she's gonna do something. (laughs) and work does not bother her in the slightest. So we wound up putting together four shoots. So I made four more trips over to Zara else to set up to do the photos for a calendar. And, uh, you know, she is just a delight to work with. She is every bit as bubbly and bouncy as she appears in her photos and in her videos and, uh, it's just a treat.
0: Now, I'm going to bring this up here because Don mentioned something that's very imperative. Folks, check out Don on Twitter, and we'll, have the, we'll promote the social media at the end of this interview. Sure. God dang, man, the calendar poll. I'm glad you brought that up because everybody <laughs> wants to see you do a calendar, Mr. Don Cross.
1: I have done calendars before. The fact of the matter is it's not really economically viable. Right. Uh, it's fun. But it's a lot of work and the fact of the matter is you wind up selling ten calendars and uh you know you didn't make a dime. I don't care anything about making money. Um, you know, i photography has never been my business. I uh I had a full career in the semiconductor industry. Um, you know, I I don't worship money, but I'm a fan and uh <laughs> The fact of the matter is, very few photographers make much money, and uh, so I never relied on that for anything, and I don't rely on it for anything now. I do it because I love doing it. It's creative, um, but yeah, um, uh, Misty for Misty doing a calendar made sense. You know, she's got a big fan base. She goes to a lot of conventions where she, you know, she's setting up at a booth anyway, and she's selling stuff anyway. And so the calendar becomes another thing she can market and market herself through having it. So it made an infinite, great sense for her. But for me, that's much.
0: Understood and i mean a lot of people don't realize it, and i could speak on the lfc side of things for those who have seen the lfc calendars which has many different themes to it and richard ember does an amazing job from photography there's a lot of work that goes into it a lot of people don't realize while it's great from a popular culture standpoint and people love the calendars because who doesn't love a calendar whether you see a music what movies what have you a calendar is a very integral part of really what makes the merchandising and all the marketing go into it but god dang man it's a lot of work and i i also look at it from a stance too as well there's a lot of moving parts in the representation of many different presentations i mean that side of things it's very hard but at the end of the day it is worth it so i mean if you do do another calendar using the do do here mr tc i hope to see uh, i hope to see where it comes of it but god dang man i think what you're doing right now you're on the right track with your work and it really does showcase what social media done. well thank you You're very welcome, sir. God dang, man, we're going to come back to the models here because you're a very multivaceted son of a gun here. Because first and foremost, not just photography, you start out. Let's talk about your your journey here. Let's talk about way back back in the time, if you will, man. Because here you are, you're doing community theater, not only, are you, and thank you for your service as well, Navy veteran of the Vietnam War, very multifaceted in many different aspects of your life. Let's talk about the Vietnam War and being a Navy veteran, which thank you very much for your service. But God dang, man, being a Navy veteran, how did that feel for you being at a time where it's historical? It's the Vietnam War. We've seen it in McCompass and many films, such as Forrest Gump. For you being a veteran and doing what you're doing, fighting for the country, you're in the Vietnam War. Let's talk about that experience here, sir, because God dang, thank you.
1: Well, it's... Uh... You know, it was uh, it's a Chinese curse. Thou shalt live in interesting times. It was an interesting time. <laughs> the, uh, my uh, I have mixed feelings about the military. I'm very pro in most respects. Uh, my father and his brothers fought World War II. Um, the, uh, so when Vietnam came along, I was actually in college, uh, but it felt wrong. And so I left school and enlisted. uh, But I'd always thought the Navy was the right thing for me. For one thing, I don't like sleeping on the ground. And uh, one of the great advantages to the Navy is you get to take your bed your kitchen with you. And uh, so that was part of it. Part of it was just. Going to sea seemed like an adventurous thing to do, and it kind of was. Um, So I wound up, uh, actually, I was in the Navy on active service for six years uh, from 68 through 74. And then I was in the Reserves for about three years after that. Um, I was a gunner's mate on a cruiser, uh, did two tours off the coast of Vietnam, um, I'm very proud of one aspect of that Uh, I served board USS Halsey, which is a guided missile cruiser and Halsey set the record for the number of pilots picked up uh, out of the Tonkin Gulf and the record was 25 so we saved 25 American pilots out of the Gulf, by the way, second place was five so. (laughs) uh, So. You know, in a in a business where it's mostly about taking lives, uh, I'm proud of the fact that our biggest accomplishment was saving them. So, uh, so that was a big deal. And uh, but I uh, I got out, and went back to school. You know, returning to school at that time. Uh, you know, I'm a 20 now. I'm a 20 year old junior in college I uh, being a veteran in school at that time was not a very popular thing so uh, it's kind of isolating but you know I finished school I got a job working for RCA, CA uh, and I kind of put it all behind me I had a close friend that was in the army in Vietnam and pretty seriously wounded and we stayed close uh, um, during the years he was recovering. He lost use of his right arm, and he went through a long period of therapy with that. And he gave me a call uh, a couple of days before the dedication of the Vietnam War Memorial in Washington, and wanted well, to know if I was going. And I said I really hadn't thought about it. It was a period I just didn't get involved in much. And, but it was clear he wanted to go, it was clear he didn't want to go alone, so I told him I would come with him, and we went. And uh, it settled a lot of things for me, and I became a kind of minor veteran activist, uh, and uh, even quite recently was helping raise money for uh, Honor Flight, which is an organization that takes veterans to Washington to, on a day trip to honor their service and uh so you know it was a thing i did it's a thing i was proud i did it's a thing i don't dwell on a lot but uh, i i still believe that you need to honor those who served and uh so i try to do that
0: which is what we need to do especially with today's army and today's front climate Crime and everything. I think there's always been that saying of more love and less mugging. And I mean, I look at it from a stance too as well. While it's very clever in those sentiments and how you put it, we have such a great world and we have such amazing people in it that here to do our thing. I talk about the representation of our presentation. How we present ourselves really showcases our character and how we go forward. And that really showcases in your character because then, man, we're talking about community theater side of things. You're talking about actor, singer, designer, builder. Very multifaceted on the community theater side of things. So you're doing your thing. You're a Navy veteran in the Vietnam War. And we'll get the photography and how everything came to fruition there and more your artists. But God dang, man, we got to talk about this community theater here. How <laughs> to get involved into the theater. You're doing all this acting fun. It's another art form. It's another art form. It's another endeavor added to the list of many of yours, Mr. Don Cross. Let's talk about the community theater side of things.
1: Okay, well, my, my wife actually worked for a Broadway costumer before we were married, so she'd always been interested in theater. I did a couple of things when I was in high school and college, but you know, maybe didn't have a lot of time for things like that. And then when I was working, uh, I suppose I might have been able to make time for it, but it didn't seem to be a priority. And, um, but when I retired, my wife had gotten back into doing some community theater things and she talked me into auditioning for a production of Damn Yankees. Mostly because she wanted one of the parts and she thought I could play the husband and if I got the role as the husband, she could get the role as the wife. Uh, She was half right, I got the role as the husband, (laughs) she didn't get the role as the wife, but (laughs) she forgave me about that, I think. Uh, but anyway, I wound up playing old Joe in Damn Yankees, and I very first returned to the stage, and, uh, but I had time on my hands, I went to the uh, director and I said, you know, if you need help with sets or whatever, I have some skills and, and be willing to help out, and he said, well, geez, you know, what can you do? I said, eh, fair rough carpenter, pretty good electrician. My father was a pipe fitter, so I'm a plumber, but I can't imagine why that would matter. And he looks at me and he goes, really? And I went, yeah. And he said, I saw a production of this show. Of course, Damn Yankees is about a ball team, and there are several scenes in locker rooms. He said, I saw a production where they had a working shower in the locker room. Could we do that? And I said, I don't know, let me take a look around. And I walked around the back of the stage and I said, Hey, I'll bring you some drawings tomorrow. And they came in, showed him the drawings, and he went, Okay, let's build that. And so that was my entry into uh, set construction. <laughs> and about a year later, uh, I started taking over designing the sets as well and ran the shop. Uh, so I was within The theater is called a master carpenter, which I'm not, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So I took the responsibility for getting the whole set put together, and except like started designing some and so forth uh, for shows I was in and shows I wasn't as well. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun. I, and you know, one thing sort of carries through all this. Uh, in my regular career, uh, I was a I was a planner and project manager through most of my career and um, taught other people how to do it and so figuring out what you're going to do lining up the steps uh, is kind of second nature to me and uh, i don't care if it's set design i don't care if it's you're going to be in a show i don't care if it's photography it applies right Right. and um, so but I've, i've done this is a rich area for community theater. There are several large, you know, four to 600 seat theaters in the area. I played something or other at most of them. I was an old guy before I started doing it. I've been in musicals and comedies as well. Uh, so uh, my wife and I did Hello Dolly. She was Dolly. I was Horace. Uh, I did uh, Titanic, the musical. Uh, I did. Uh, Uh, great great fun was doing uh, sunshine boys had the lead in sunshine boys which is about two old vaudevillians who are always fighting with each other it's a funny funny comedy and uh, so it it was it was a great run i'm I'm reaching age now where there aren't a lot of parts left but (laughs) you know there are not very many good things about being old but uh, if you were willing to try different things, you probably had the time. So I've tried a lot of different things.
0: It reminds me of my living environment, my science teacher in high school, Mr. Marino, always used to talk about having the pearls of wisdom, the power, if you will. So you get to out your pearls of wisdom. he—that's <laughs> a Yeah, well,
1: yeah, yeah, age gives you that. Age gives you some perspective. Um, you know, you, you, you definitely know the truth of that the sages writing this too shall pass away right. things change and you know if you don't change with them you become a bitter old person who wishes everything was the way it used to be
0: yeah. there's not a lot of fun in that no i mean it's great i mean there's the old saying a to perish but you also look at it from a stance too as well do you really want to be the hey you kids get off my lawn guy i mean there's a lot of them out there but. Oh, yeah right but i mean also at the same time it's like as we get older and i think what's great about it too is the learning process because we never stop learning and i'm going to say right. this, and i'm going to say this right now with your social media game going back to social media because don you do do a lot of great work in showcasing your photos on twitter and instagram and stuff like that but with the influx of social media and where we've gone from facebook twitter instagram hell we got tiktok now the social media buzz and the social media change over this last decade plus has just been positive and negative in a way but it's also great way to market and promote yourself and get your stuff out there absolutely and um yeah it's
1: you know i mean when i first started doing photography it was you know you did a couple of photos and you took them to a regional photo show or something and, you know maybe 15 people saw them uh, now you know i can take a photo to spend the day editing photos throw some stuff up on twitter and you know, a lot of people will
0: see. Yep. And it's true too, as well, because one of the things that I think is very professional and it's also very proprietary is, man, what you're about is what also I'm about when it comes to interviews and stuff. It's that accommodation and it's that comfortability factor. You know, when you're working with these models, we want to make them feel comfortable. So that's also key in anything that you do, not just in photography and all these sets, right? But it's really something that's very, very, you know, equated to what we see in life because accommodation and comfortability are very, very big factors. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, you know, I suppose perhaps particularly with what I do, but um, yeah, I, I, I am very proud of the fact that virtually everyone I've ever worked with wants to come back and do it again, okay? Right. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, that's, you know, it's not a one and out kind of thing. and, and It's a, you know, it's a professional relationship but it's a, it's a relationship that builds. You get to a place where with certain models that you've worked with a number of times, I swear, I see a picture in my head, I start to describe it and it just happens. You know, it's almost like telepathy. And it's like this image happens in my mind, I say a couple of words and it appears before me for me to photograph. And, when that happens, that's that's an amazing thing. That's that's collaboration with capital C. That things are really smoking when you do that.
0: Let's talk about collaboration here, man, because two other people I want to mention here, Whitney Morgan, i am talking about Adara Jordan. Let's talk about these two, because my God, from the fetish side of things, whether it be pin or what have you, they also encompass beautiful energy. So let's talk about Whitney Morgan. Let's talk about Adara Jordan, because other sides of the spectrum, whether it be adult work, fetish modeling, what have you, these two really encompass what this show is all about, and as do all women, beauty, strength, and dominance. So, Don, let's talk about Whitney Morgan and Adara Jordan, those two links. Um, I'm always delighted to talk about
1: Whitney. Uh, we've been working together now and again for six or seven years. Uh, same thing, I except unusual first time message I got from Whitney. Her first message to me was, Why haven't we worked together yet? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. <laughs> I, I really didn't have a good answer other than we hadn't, so let's <laughs> fix that. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's all uh, I can say. <laughs> I, I, did have, I did have a studio at the time. She's in Orlando. I, I live in Melbourne, so about an hour, hour and a half apart, depending. And uh, so, you know, we, again, put, put a first plan together. She came over. We did some stuff. Uh, She was happy with it. I was certainly pleased. Um, And then it got to be every four to six months, we plan another one and put something together and do it. And um, Whitney's... These people who make a success at what she does, which is doing it on their own, you know, she's, it is a remarkable thing. She is smart. She is gorgeous, obviously. Uh, she is sexy, clearly. But when they do what they're doing, they're a production company in one person. They're their own scriptwriter, their own makeup artist their own hairdresser, their own costumer, their own set designer, right? They're the talent. Uh, they are the editor. They are, above all, a marketer. They have to decide what they're going to be. Whitney is kind of an all things to all people. She does some fetish stuff. She does some uh, you know, more or less straightforward. She does girl-girl stuff. She does cosplay stuff. She, you name it, she's doing it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's the thing we used to see in dressing rooms and theater. It's a picture of an iceberg, you know, where 10% of the iceberg is visible above the water and the 90% is below. And that's supposed to be the relationship between rehearsal and performance. And believe it for these ladies that's their life we see them and we think we see what they're doing we do not see what they're doing they are working themselves to death with all the pieces that we do not see so she really liked the fact that I came up with a lot of ideas for what we shot and um, so we then it was kind of fun time for her. She didn't have to do all that other stuff. she just come and be the talent, <laughs> and, uh, so it was great. But she's she's been a real key to me continuing doing this because she's, you know, I mean, on occasion I have, somebody's reached out to me and I have shot a message with me and said do you know this person I, is this a good idea and sometimes it's oh yeah they're wonderful and sometimes it's uh they're nuts you want to stay away from that. <laughs> so she's been a big help to me and also just to growing in photography because she's willing to try stuff you know i always I tell models that Part of the price of a really great photograph is the risk of an awful one, and uh, so just put it out there. You know, if it doesn't work, back in the day when we shot on film and printed on paper, used to say that the best photographers are the guys with the largest trash cans. They're not afraid to throw them away. Right now, it's just a delete key. It's just electrons. All right, so it's even easier, awesome. and uh, so. You know, it, it really is that you, you know, got to go for it. You got to try it and go, well, that didn't
0: work. <laughs> Right. And I think what's great about it too, is, as well, you mentioned a certain mindset that a lot of people have nowadays, and it's, it's the old DIY, if you will, the do it yourself mindset that a lot of women have nowadays. And it's great to see, especially in the world of content creators and really what we get to see everybody really showcasing their stuff really equates to social media. The DIY mindset is very important, but also it shows that you're betting on yourself, you know, your worth and that in turn leads to a lot of success in the long run. Oh, there's no question about
1: that. But, um, you know, unfortunately, there are also people who just think, yeah, they see the ten percent, and they think that's what it's about. Right. And so they think, oh, I'm just, yeah, I'll just do that. It'll be great. And they're gone a the month because no, you know, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, um, I I haul a lot of lights and equipment around. It's a lot of work. Uh, so you know, somebody sees a you know sees a photograph, and they think it's you know it's like the snapshots. Uncle Ted takes at the family picnic. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not as easy as that. And um, now I, I, I also get occasionally things from guys who go, "Gee, I'd love to do what you're doing. Can you tell me how to do that?" To which my answer is always, "I could write a book, but I haven't." Right. Uh, it's. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for off and on over 40 years, so, you
0: know. Well, I got to say, it has paid off. And I mentioned names like Adara Jordan. And first of all, Leilani Lay, who I interviewed in the past, I didn't even realize did some of your work. So you look at someone from the aspect of Adara Jordan, then we get to Leilani Lay. So, I mean, those are not only great women who are very impactful in the adult entertainment industry, but it really just shows different women of all shapes and sizes, different age groups. There's a variety there. That's why I had to talk about here, because I think we need a lot of variety in everything. What encompasses that with LFC lingerie fighting championships, doesn't matter the size, the stature, what have you we have different diversities we have different variety and not just in lfc but i think everything in photography and in the world itself i think you can equate and agree with me on this mr dc man we need that variety and everything absolutely
1: yeah dara's uh i actually i was working with uh taylor knight who is uh, kind of a full-off fin dom um, now in Miami um, and she would, she asked me to come, she was living in West Palm at the time and I went down there and set up at her place and Adara was there, they were doing some content together and Adara had never really done much in the way of still photos. So this was kind of a first time for her and she really liked the way that I walked her through everything and how, I, how comfortable I made her and the way I made her look. And so, uh she hit me up about just doing a shoot at her place, so we did that uh, we've worked together probably four or five times now um she's I don't know, I guess she's maybe five three uh, but you know, I pull in on my van full of crap, and she's out there grabbing stuff and carrying it in. And I keep going, eh, that's kind of heavy. It's nah. All right, so she is really strong, <laughs> I'll tell you. And uh, and you know, just a delight to work with. She's just, she's, you know, she does a lot of dominatrix stuff now, so she comes across all tough and things. But you know. When you're working with her as a photographer, she's just a very delightful person and easy to work with. And But I, I've, I've told her this and she always disagrees with me. I, I never felt like I have done justice to her. I've got some good photos, I've got things I'm happy with, but I still look at her and go, we should be able to do better than that.
0: Well, I think that's what makes a great photographer and a great anything. You want the best out of your people. And you talked about Adar and Leilani Le, which I'm going to mention as well, as we touched upon here, man. She's another one who's doing her thing in the adult entertainment industry. Amazing site, amazing content in her own right from role playing in many different scenes, whether it be girl on girl, boy on girl, what have you. Leilani is another one that really showcases your set as well. And like I said, for her age and her stature and her size, woman's got it going on. Yep.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, same deal. Uh, she had she had worked with Whitney a number of times and saw the stuff I had done with her and wanted to get together and, and do something and so she came over to the studio and spent a day and did about four or five sets on that day I think and uh, you know there were certainly good things we were we were both pretty happy with them and uh, but we just never reconnected but then she's recently started using some of that material to promote herself on twitter and, and reached out to me and said maybe we should get together again sometime so maybe we will, we'll see uh it's the beauty of yeah such- yeah but i i agree it's you know photographing the differences and in, in women is and you know working where i've I've worked with ladies who are 52. I've worked with ladies. I have worked with some under 20, but it usually doesn't work out that well. They're not mature enough to do this. Um, I've worked with strippers. I've worked with illegitimate dancers. It's really kind of how I got started in doing this. But um, I've worked with actresses. Uh, What we haven't mentioned is I worked with Bell Heflin a number of times. Mel has that girl next door quality, if the girl next door is really sexy. She's a natural redhead. Um, She is one of the sweetest people you would ever want to meet. She was, uh, we haven't worked together for a while. She's married to a sailor. And uh, so he was in Jacksonville, and she used to drive down from Jacksonville to Belper about every three months for a while, and we were working together, and then they we got transferred to Virginia, and then they've been in Japan for about uh, three years now, but they're about to get transferred back to Jacksonville, and she and I have always stayed in touch, and, and
0: she's, she's ready to start planning a shoot as soon as she gets back, so... Well, I'm gonna say this as well. And I mean, just to go off as well here, here's what kind of equates, and this is why I love it. You and I have a mutual friend. He's an amazing drawer, he's an amazing artist. He's done a lot of great work for LFC and all different facets. We gotta talk about more about our boy Tommy Bell here, T Bell. I'm not T-bell. talking about Taco Bell. I'm talking about Tommy Bell. So here we go. T-bell. All right. So Tommy Bell. Talk about that relationship between the two of you because you two very similar fields. He comes from the art to work; your photography, amazing experience in both. You have many different layers, worked a lot of similar people. So talk about that relationship with Tommy because Tommy is another one who's sensational in what he does.
1: He certainly is. He's very skilled and, and has a great eye as you know, on his drawing board. Uh, yeah, that was weird uh, as well. Uh, Tommy got hooked up with Whitney somehow. <laughs> probably online, saw her stuff, uh, wanted to do a drawing with her. And he does his drawings from, from reference photographs. And he wanted to do a Christmas theme. And Whitney and I had done a couple of different Christmas shoots. So she sent him one of my photos to use for his reference drawing. And he did the drawing, it was great. Uh, and he posted it on Twitter and uh, tagged Whitney so I saw it and I commented gee that looks familiar and uh, and he got hold of Whitney and he said did I do something wrong and she said yeah (laughs) you know you're working off Don's work and he isn't giving credit for it (laughs) and Tommy got really concerned like I was gonna land on him with both feet or sue him or you know something and immediately reached out to me and, and apologized and and I said, you know, Tommy, no artist likes it when people use their work uncredited. It's just it's not a thing you should be doing. <laughs> okay. But it's fine. I don't care. I'm not really injured. And uh, so we got Shooting messages back and forth, and um, and he wanted uh, to do a drawing with Adara, and so I sent him a reference for that. And then he wanted to do kind of a tribute to the Raka Welch image from 10,000 years BC. And seriously, I I think he thought we did it just for him, but it's not true. (laughs) I was doing a setting up to do a set with uh, Adara and Whitney and um, I, I hated that movie but I loved the poster. Uh, I, so I had picked up a couple of cave girl costumes and so we were going to do a cave girl theme, theme anyway but he wanted something out of that set. So we did a couple of setups that were specifically things he had asked for. And uh, and uh, so, you know, we have just gotten in. We're, we admire each other's work. He's a great guy. And uh, so it's just been fun. Uh, he'll come up with an idea and, and say, gee, could we do something like this? And I do have thousands and thousands of just and I'll go through them and go, would this work for you? <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of fun
0: i gotta say with him as well i mean we're all of the appreciators if yeah. you folks the appreciators of the amazing different women that we get to work with and draw or what have you we all have different aspects and endeavors that we do that all kind of brings us all together and i think that's wonderful the united not divided front And i gotta say for you as well and i think what i love about it too as well we mentioned the popular culture side of things we talked about calendars and for you i mean from the magazine side of things and the your work has been featured in online magazines. I have to ask you because it's got to feel good, not only to see your work appreciated, but being incorporated in magazines, which is a mecca, depending not only what magazine it is, but magazines in general. How does that make you feel? Just online magazines, boom, down cross photography. There I am. It's, it's, uh, it's great. It's,
1: uh, I, I used to keep very close track on exactly how many albums there had been, but, uh, I had it all in a, in a database on a hard drive that died. <laughs> so I'm not really sure anymore, but it's over 700. Uh, There've been a little over 150 just this year and 55 covers. Um, it's it's fun. It's a fair amount of work. Uh, and I'm, I, got, I got a little bit selective about it over time because Uh, I I don't mind doing the work. I like editing photos. If I don't like editing photos, I wouldn't be doing this Um, and kind of packaging them for a set. Um, And, you know, the publications are different. Some of them like to do multiple pages of multiple pictures. So 16 or 20 images. Some of them, it's a half a dozen. Uh, But, you know, and same thing. I get people ask, well, how do you do that? Again, I could write a book, but I have it. Uh, it's you got The bottom line is read the directions. You know, <laughs> uh, most of the publishers I've talked to say, you know, most of the stuff I reject is because we spell out exactly what we need, and then we get something entirely different. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm quick to tell them. I mean, you know, make it easy for them. You know. I, I shoot, I edit in page formats. They publish eight and a half by 11. So, one page photo, eight and a half by 11. A two page spread, 17 by 11. So, that's what I give them. <laughs> okay. Uh, Crop so you give them a little, you want to be on the cover? Crops, so you give them a little room to put their stuff at the top. <laughs> yeah. It's not rocket science, but you, you know, you got to look. It's like anything else. You got to look at what it is they're looking for and give them that. If they say they want, you know, if they're going to do a Christmas issue, don't send my girl a girl in swimsuit. Right? You know, right. It's not that hard. Exactly. But yeah, the lady, you know, and the thing is, you know, you talk about the ladies who are making a success at this and and the amount of promotion they have to do. And so many of them see advantage in that, some don't. Uh, But, you know, like I wind up, I go on social media, I get a magazine releases, I got a picture on the cover, that cover goes up on Twitter, right? And the model's tagged. So, you know, it says, hey, She's out there doing stuff. It looks good. Um, you know, kind of an unspoken word is go to her page, see what she's doing, see what you like, buy that. <laughs>
0: it's like the old PVC commercials: buy, 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 buy. You huh. know, right? You now
1: I'm not selling; they are. But you know, if it helps them, then great. That's why they want to come back. <laughs> you know, I mean, every time I'm promoting me, I'm promoting them. That, I mean, I, if I put a photo up on Twitter and it's
0: not tagged with the model, it's because she doesn't have an account on Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no and i I think what's great about it too is as well we also get to see and i think for those who are new to your work we get to see a lot of great work and a lot of great really not just artistry and just discipline overall professionalism and what you do it's the craft my friend and as i always equate this to life and i think you can agree with me i love this quote life is an art form while applying our crafts and you apply your craft in amazing fashion mr don cross
1: well thank you it's uh you know
0: i uh Because once,
1: you know, photography is the art that is a science. Uh, You know, you can't simply, you know, like like Tommy, he can look at a photograph or not a photograph and visualize what he wants to see and reproduce it on paper with his pencils. For a photographer, uh, there are tools you have to use to get there from here, and those tools have limitations. So you have to learn how to use your camera, you have to learn how to where to position lights, you have to learn to balance things in the image. You all of those things you have to learn. And it's there, so you can only reproduce what's there. In today's software world, I can also enhance that in some ways, and I do. But, you know, so it is the art that is a science. And and I say, you know, when I say about science, it's like science is linear. You know You started a place with a question and you build on that until you get to the answer. There may be multiple ways to get to the answer, but there's only one answer, and you have to go a defined path to get there. Art is the thing you live in. Art is the thing you immerse yourself in it until you feel it coming out. You know? Yeah, I've, I've looked at, you know, I mean, I've seen the, the pit up art of guys like uh, Gil Elgin. I've seen, you know, Boris Vallejo's uh, fantasy images, um, you know, and that gets in your head. And one day, you wind up producing something that is not that, but somehow started there.
0: Right. And I think what to also add to what you're saying is what I always equate to anything in life as well as uniqueness. And we talk about variety with photography and everything that we do. You, you have to be unique. And I think with the lingerie fighting championships product, it's a little bit of MMA, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of clothing always equated to what we have at the lingerie football league, which was badass women kicking ass and taking names. but looking sexy on the football field. So I think whatever you do, whether it be photography or whatever we do in our endeavors. And we talk about life here, man, I think of photography, the uniqueness used to stand uh, stand out as well, because there are so many different uniqueness. From spots, lighting, what have you, like you mentioned, unique is a very important keyword and an operative word in anything as well.
1: I agree. Um, you know, and although since it requires a lot of space, I can't always do that. But that a lot of my stuff is shot on single color seamless backdrops. That's an old style. I mean, it was a style that was popular when I was first starting into photography which was like I say 40 odd years ago. It's a style that comes and goes in popularity. Some people like it, some people don't. I like it because it isolates the person. It isolates the model. You're not drawn to a whole bunch of other stuff in the image, um, it's just her. And you try to do it with complementary colors. I do something that most people think is nuts I put people in red costumes on red background and use the light to separate them, right? Uh, I love photos like that. Uh, the, one of the things we did with uh, Bella, she was in purple lingerie on a purple backdrop, right? Uh, you know, it, it makes the model the only thing you can possibly focus on. There's nothing to draw your attention. Also, if you want to create, a theme Uh, you know the addition of one or two small elements will get you there as opposed to if you're trying to do it in a room in a house you got to purge everything that isn't part of that you got to add a whole bunch of stuff into it it's a big deal one of the early sets I did with Whitney when she was at that time blonde uh, which changes from time to time Uh, we, we did a Goldilocks set and the, what I saw a photo she had taken at her house and she had this gigantic stuffed bear. And I went, we need to do a Goldilocks set, bring the bear. And so the the bear rode in the passenger seat. She must've got some funny looks going to told us. But uh, so she brought the big bear. I bought a little bear. I had a little rocking chair. It actually came out of our attic. It belonged to my wife's grandmother. And those were the elements. I think we also had a, a bowl and a big wooden spoon used for porridge. And those were the elements on a brown background. And it's still, to this day, I occasionally go in and pull one of those out and maybe touch up the editing a little bit and and repost it because it's a very favorite shoot of mine.
0: I think also what I love about you guys, yourself and Tommy, you talk about the cosplaying side of things. And you also talk about the big market for, you know, just the role playing, and the Goldilocks stuff. What I always admire about you and Tommy is Tommy's just posted some of his stuff from the nineties. It's great to show not only your nostalgia work, but those particular works because nostalgia is a big thing, right? Everybody loves nostalgia. But at the end of the day, It's stuff that really showcases your career, it's past, present, and future, and it's stuff that a lot of people who've never seen it before really piques their interest in their eye. It's that gravitational pull, that if you will, Mr. Don Cross. I think that's also what I admire about the two of you, and I admire about your work as a whole, because it really showcases everything from past generations to new generations, and it really showcases what we get to see nowadays, and we all get to learn a little something, something.
1: Yeah, I did a I did a whole sequence of stuff with a couple of different models that I wound up calling booties in space. Uh, but it was, you know, I I grew up when science fiction was really science fiction. We hadn't been to the, you know, we had not been to the moon <laughs> when I was a kid. And uh so, you know, that I mean science fiction movies were often featured Sexy and girls running around in silver swimsuits with ray guns. So we did some photos like that. <laughs> or from cosplay side, uh, also contributed that. I also did some sets with uh, Sushi Yvette. And Sushi did a lot of cosplay stuff, a little less of it now, but she still does. And, uh, oh, my God. Oh, Lum the Invader Girl, which is a, uh, one of the um, Japanese things and she she had made up a lovely and girl costume and so we did uh a set with that and some of those wound up in the booties and space sets and and uh, so it's just you know it's just it needs to be fun
0: you know i'm not making any money at this if it's not fun i'm gonna quit <laughs> i always say and i think this is something that stands the test of time and is so true if you're not loving what you're doing if you're not having fun with what you're doing, then don't do it. But also I think what's great about it is whether it's a content creator, what's a photographer, you certainly are having fun. And a lot of people are loving what you're doing. It really does show. And I'm going to say this before we close this out, DC, Don Cross, it's absolutely a pleasure and a privilege really giving you the pleasure to tell your story, give you the platform to tell your story. And you're welcome on here with me anytime for around two. Oh,
1: more photos. I thank you. I'll,
0: I'll try to think of something else to say. Hey, you a lot to say, and I and I love that, and I, what I love about it, too, is as well, we get a lot of verbatim, we get a lot of content, we get a lot of conversation, which is the most important thing here, so you've been a blast, and before we do close this out, Don, man, you're on the social media, you're on the grind, you're putting in the time, so if you will, please promote the Twitter, the Instagram, if you're on Facebook, promote, if you have a Facebook page, but Twitter, Instagram, let them know where we can find it. Okay. I am on
1: Instagram. It is real simple. It's just all one word, Don Cross Photography. I'm on Twitter. It is Don Cross Photo. Uh, I don't do anything on Facebook anymore. It got just a little depressive. I used to have a website, but uh, mostly all it really generated for me was people who wanted to, me to pay them to do the website over. So I decided there really wasn't worth the trouble. I closed it down. But uh, the uh so yeah, uh, those those two places. Uh of course the racier stuff I do winds up on
0: Twitter since uh I don't want to get checked off Instagram like so many other people have. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, the community guidelines on Instagram compared to Twitter, it's night and day, man. Well, yeah, it's quite a bit. And, and I,
1: you know, Whitney often, she will send me something I've posted. And she goes, How do you get away with this? And I said, because I don't have 30,000 followers. I don't have trolls running around trying to figure out some way to make my life miserable. <laughs> so, although some of it runs off algorithms, a big share of, of problems are created by people who complain, right? And um, I'm just not a big enough target.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean, <laughs> see, I'm right there with you because I'll, I'll put it out. We'll, we'll be blunt here, Don. There's a lot of whiners out there that got a problem with photos of women in lingerie or your shoots and Tommy's art or what have you. There's a lot of people that are a bunch of whiners that, you know, just have huh. to, to complain. Well, you know, it is what it is. Everything's subjective at the end of the day, you know. You know, I get it. Um... I get it too. <laughs> You know,
1: if, if it offends you, it offends you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not in the business of offending anybody. You know, I have uh, you know, worked with models who have gone through some kind of life change and they don't want their stuff used anymore. And my answer to that is always fine because I, I don't want to create problems for anybody. I don't want to make anybody miserable. That is not what this is about. All right. So, yeah, I could continue to use it. I've got a release. There's nothing you can do about it. But why? <laughs> why would I want to do that?
0: Right. And I think at the end of the day, it's about being safe and spectacular and keeping it professional as it always should be. And I'm going to say this, Mr. Don Cross, if you guys want to check out this podcast and so on many different audio platforms, God, goodness gracious, we got Stitcher, we got uh, Anchor, we got iHeart, we got Apple Podcasts. We are on Roku. It's the LFC Network on Roku, which this episode, and you get to see that face, the face of Don Cross. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah, well, you got LFCFights.com. We- it's
1: nothing great. Nothing very wonderful about seeing my face. Hey, All
0: right, I... <laughs> it's the money maker, Don. It's the money maker. It's the group. <laughs> And we got LFCfights.com for the VIP section. You get to see this podcast. You get to see Get Wet, hosted by Terry Feisty Fist London and Audrey Monique. We get to see the reality c- series Tight, excuse me, and we get to see a lot of great stuff. So go to LFCfights.com and check out everything Lingerie Fighting Championships and subscribe to the YouTube. Check out the audio platforms of this podcast and just show your love to LFC. And most importantly, show your love to Don Cross and Don do you have any final words for the people that have been supporting you since day one, loving you, sharing you, retweeting that photography? Or do you got any final words to the people?
1: Uh, You know, if there's, if you do anything artistic, I don't care if you're on the stage, if you're taking photos and putting them out where people see them, uh, (laughs) you know, people enjoying it is what it is about. Uh, You know, I used to go outside after a performance and, um, you know, I, Quick story. Uh, like I said I, I did uh, Hello Dolly years ago, and uh, I'm standing outside after the performance, and two little old ladies, and I mean, one of them was 80 something, and I'm guessing the other in their 90s, both of them quite short came walking up to me. It's a lobby outside a theater, there's a lot of noise. One of them said something to me, I couldn't hear it. I bent over and I said, I'm sorry, dear, what is it? And she said, my friend would like to kiss you. Oh. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, you bet. Right. So I've had all kinds of fans. <laughs>
0: Go on over and give Don a kiss. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is an amazing story. And you've been such filled with such amazing stories and an amazing career that we discussed in today's podcast. So I will say this, as I always say to close this show, beauty, strength and dominance, the three key elements that make women, the work of art that they are. And Mike Larkin. Don Cross, Tommy Bell, and many amazing people have the amazing, amazing, amazing time of showcasing these women as they rightfully should be shown. All women are queens for Don Cross. My name is Mike Larkin. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Don, it's been a pleasure and privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike.